Yes, sir. God damn, this feels good. This feels good. Don't it feel good? Check it out. This is Driving in the Right Lane. Coming to y'all from Lifestyle Media. I am your host, Clifford Sykes, a.k.a. your cousin Cliff Talking Shit, a.k.a. the Uptown Supervillain. Yep. This is Barnett Pearlstein, a.k.a. the Uptown Realtor, a.k.a. Pusha Steen, your friendly neighborhood house pusher. Coming at you from Lifestyle Media. I'm tapping in. Oh, shit. That's right. I'm tapping in too. That's right. Way to catch me on that one, baby. I appreciate that. Appreciate I got that. You, I got you. Definitely tapping in. Can I get it? I'm going to tap too. Oh, shit. What's hey. up, baby? Hey. <laughs> We're all tapping in. Damn, Barney got me on point. See? My man jumping right in. Well, it's a little later in the day. I'm a little more awake now. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, full. Am. I'm full from you that wall. You before, you know, 11 a.m., so I'm a little tired at that point in time. <laughs> but you're, you're groovy <laughs> I'm, right I'm now. I'm good now. I'm good now. All it's right. past noon, so. It definitely is past noon. Coming to y'all from a Sunday, normally recording on a Saturday morning, but, uh, you know, life happens, things happen, we got to move with the punches, you know what I'm saying? So we're here on a Saturday morning. Crazy weather right now outside in Philadelphia. It's, like, not hot. It's not cold. It is right in the middle, like I like my steak. Yeah, it's like a little abyss going on. It's just gray. <laughs> it looks like it's about to shit show out there, or it could just be nothing. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, let's, let's uh, get to it. What you, you know? got? Yo, I'm just hyped. That's all. Okay. Like, damn, this is this is fucking dope. This is really, really dope. My bad. I'm cheesing on the camera. I'm just happy. We are on camera now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This feels good. I'm glad I actually uh, brushed my hair today. You know why? Because the waves are spinning, looking good. The waves are always spinning. You know, these are natural. That's, you, I was kind of saying that before. Like, these are natural waves. They just, you know, you see, I don't have that. I, I have uh, conditional waves. I got to do a lot of stuff and additives to get them. That's you know fine. what I'm saying? That's fine. All right. That's why you got the hat on. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why, because my cut is fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so as y'all know, we're going to jump right into an icebreaker right here. Last week, we did something very situational. Today, it's actually kind of like um, it's situational, too. Uh, if you don't know who Mila Kunis and who Ashton Kutcher are, they actually took over social media because they decided to uh, uh, give some more information than needed. I would have give that information. And I'm surprised this was like a break the internet <laughs> moment, but apparently this is like a big topic, and I didn't even realize like... And what, what, what was it, Ben? So they kind of went on record and said like they're not the kind of parents who watch their kid every single day. <laughs> now, I'm not really sure how old their child is. I'm assuming their child is, you know, a baby or a toddler at this point in time. Even I just assume, you know, you watch your kid every day. But apparently, <laughs> according to my wife, she's like, this is kind of a common thing. Um, how? What's What? I, that's what I said. Apparently, kids are kind of extremely difficult to watch. And I'm like, aren't they like... It's not a car. <laughs> aren't they like 20 that. pounds max at that age? You know? Yeah. Like, how, how hard is it to watch a baby? Watch. But yeah, they watch them like you know, once, twice a week and then, you know, make up the rest of it with like baby wipes. I guess that's what Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were talking about. They don't wash their kid every day, but... And yeah, I mean, I guess that's a thing. So. Oh, wash, thank, wash. Thank I you. thought you said watch mm-hmm. their oh, kids every no. day. Watch. watch. No, watch. yes, you shouldn't wash your kid every day. Really? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, we don't. I don't. This is why I here. have a newborn, and right. that. And first and foremost, you don't. You you bathe them every third or fourth day because you know. They got to get their natural oils and juices and all that other stuff going. So you're disrupting that as their body's growing, their head's growing, they're doing all that. So if they're talking about newborns, that's totally understandable. And if it's not a newborn. If, I don't think it's a newborn. It's I, a think, newborn. I think it's a baby or a toddler. Yeah, that's but, fine. I yeah. think that's that's so normal, guys. Okay. So, so normal. Yeah. They, like, it's it, it doesn't, uh, I don't know how else to say, like, they just don't need to bathe as much. 
It's just it's they just, just part of the process. TV. You you and I none of <laughs> none of us they're not well yeah if they're if it's if it's like that but I mean like my baby doesn't stink unless you're really getting your nose down in there yeah so yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah yeah so like I I just I it's not necessary at all. It's not necessary. But what if, like, you know, they really, like, shit their... Uh, oh, yeah. Explosion. I mean, that, but, that's, explosion. but that's normally, like, every yeah. third or fourth day, you're going to have an explosion of shit, so that's the time to take a bath anyway. It's, it just kind of times okay. itself out. Yeah, if it's, like, disgusting and baby wipes won't take care of it, of course yeah. you're going to go back yeah, yeah, yeah. right away. But, I mean, no. I mean... We they don't have uh, hairy stinky assholes like us guys. Like it's not like it's just you know it's not, it's not we're not radiating our beef like every five yeah. seconds to the world. <laughs> but didn't they come out? They actually said that they don't wash themselves either every day. Oh, see, that's I where I have I'm a problem. Dead serious. Yeah. At the towards the end, like we don't wash, we don't wash every day. And I'm like, you're like my age, and it's summertime. Nah, that's that's well, a problem. Well, if they're if they're in their home, who cares? Well, I, I think it's fine too. I feel like there's. I don't wash myself every. It's impossible to wash yourself uh, every day. I'm a big component on uh with the, hygiene with the big family. I mean, yeah, Sorry. like I, I take showers or I try to take showers at least once a day. And if for some reason I go a day without a shower, I feel super fucking grimy. Like I'll wake up the next day, <laughs> hop in the shower for like thirty minutes, <laughs> like forever unclean. Oh my god. It puts the lotion on the skin. Like I'm super anal by the shower, but that being said, no, no for the shower is my happy place. Like my wife will tell you, like I spend a half hour in the shower, just like you know, deep in thought, just chilling. Like I, I fuck with showers. Oh no, I love showers too. too. Yeah, I fuck with showers so, too. so I love showers. For me, when I hear you know I'm not washing my ass every day, it just you know I I pause and think like, hey. Is that like a common thing? Like, yeah. yes, heard, of course it is. People don't chance. wash themselves every single like, day. I heard of people until like, well, yeah. I think that's changed with the pandemic because I make sure. I mean, like, it's a <laughs> yeah. everyone that's an adult or a child has to be washed every single. Like, day. I know so, a yeah. lot of people don't use shampoo every day. I get that. That's bad for you your hair. Yeah, you can't wash it every day. But then I hear people. You know, I don't use deodorant. I just take showers. I don't. I never use deodorant. Deodorant's bad for your body. Yeah, I'm like, terrorists. what are you talking about? That's a terrorist. Are you a 11 year old boy who hasn't gone through puberty? Like, you no. need deodorant or your ass <laughs> is gonna stink. No, that's a slave like, cell Tarrant from Al Qaeda. But that doesn't uh, know any different. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand if anything, maybe not using soap every single time you take a shower. That's not a shower. But what? Oh, just yeah, rinsing. What is going on? Because no, I no, got I no. got JB a saying quick, quick, we don't have to wash our ass every day. You, no, 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 you're, you're to, telling me you that, don't that put soap the, every day. If you're not going to shower every day. The substitute to that is a quick rinse off in the shower. Like, okay, I'm gonna get in, rinse off my body. I've got a little sweat on. I okay. gentlemen, gentlemen, that day. gentlemen. Okay. Let let me describe okay. my French background to you. Okay, <laughs> oh, Lord. This is this what? is what you do: is you shower uh-huh. one day mm-hmm. and you French shower the next day. Meaning, you take a washcloth, soap, you put it under your armpits, you wash your ass, you wash your balls. You know all the good places, and then what? Then you're good to go for the day. Then either that night or the next morning, you take a shower. And that would be a little more acceptable Yo, to me n- no, than no, showering no. once every Do I know why? That, no. that is I'm that. spacing myself from you, Barney. What? <laughs> Listen, I'm clean. What? I don't I, know I, that. You use water as, pre- your, as your cleaner. I started and prefaced oh. this whole conversation with, I'm a big component of showers. I shower every single day. I spend at least and 30 same. minutes in a shower. Yes. But that being said, if for some reason I went a day without showering, I'm going to feel forever unclean the next day, take another 45 minute shower to make up for it, or I will counteract that with a French shower or some sort this of is a, thing. Now, this is a man that is about to give us a hygiene lesson. No, and I have not. heard no, the shit not. that he's done quiet. in his life. Yeah, I, yo, I bust the <laughs> stupid dope moves in the bedroom. Yeah. That's different than washing my ass, sir. 
Yeah. So what's where? Clips what, what, busting studs, busting answers. Over here. Goddamn right. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for giving me that. Because that, that's what that, I do. That's your new motto. Bust if I'm washing my ass every day, or yes. if I'm washing my pits every day, why do you care how somebody does I it? I don't. It's this is just this is just new information. How is that new? What? They call it a French I'm shower so for a reason. I've never even heard. Hold on. So hold on. A French no, no. shower is what that, heard, and then you douse yourself with cologne or perfume. What I've heard is called the whole bath. That's what I've heard. Whole bath, whatever whole it is. Bath. Yeah, I've heard of that. It can be whatever you want, but yo. So hold on. Let me ask you this: If you take if you take this whole bath or this French shower, do you spray cologne on once you're done? If you have to Always. go somewhere, uh, that makes you that makes you stinky. Hold on. My whole thing about my whole thing about cologne to smell good is like I'm not putting that on if I'm going somewhere where I'm going to perspirate more sweat. If I'm going out to eat or something like that, sure, I might mask a little something something with a little cologne. Oh, it'll smell good. But if I'm going to like work where I'm going to sweat again, you're just counteracting what you just did. You're going <laughs> to fucking stink like a motherfucker. That's my point. Like, so what? But you're talking about like, you know, oh, going you think to I'm, You think I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing not, a French shower and then going due to 12 not, hard hours of yeah. labor with cologne? What do you I don't say? know. I, you're not washing with soap, you freaking... I am... No, <laughs> you're missing my point. What? I am washing with soap, yes. dummy. Oh, I'm taking water and soap. No, not you. No. He doesn't. No. I, I, you I, I, I got so, you. No, no. I got you, JB. Hold on. Hold you on. said it. Okay. Listen to what Fuck I said. Fuck you, JB, because I was on point. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I wash with soap. Every single shower, I wash with soap. That being said. No, 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 no. There is no <laughs> that being said. What do you mean? What I was trying to say was people rinse off with just water after taking a shower. What's it? Huh? Rinse you of course never, you have to rinse off. The soap has you've come off your body. never heard of somebody taking a quick shower. Like, I'm just going to hop into the shower real quick, rinse off my body, and get out. With soap, yes. I'm just saying, if, you're already, if you've already taken a shower earlier that day, and you just need to rinse your body off a little bit, you don't need the soap. And this is learning with driving in the right lane. <laughs> Clearly, we have different deviations of washing your ass. <laughs> we have some with water and some with... Don't soap. judge me, motherfucker. I'm a clean <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I can't tell, sir. Yeah. What? I smell great. All right? I, I mean, you're married. Shit, you got a girl. So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, clearly she... Hey, whatever whatever your your hormones are secreting, she fucks with it. And that's dope. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I am not suggesting you shower without soap on a daily basis. Obviously. Soap is a necessity. All right? I would get my ass whipped as a kid. Now, now, when we were children, I did this. If it was like, hey, it's time to go to bed, go wash up. Yeah. I would be the little asshole just running the water and playing with it and then just go in bed. And then my pop would come in like, yo, let me see. He, yeah. And your dad would just pick him and smell you and be like, yo, yeah. boom, boom, go wash your ass. Like I said, start out. What? Wash yourself with soap at least once a day. Let's, let's no. put that out there. Wash yourself with soap. Wash your body with soap as much as possible. Yes. Please. <laughs> Especially during summertime. No, that's a, that's a, you're, no, that that, is, no, there's a difference from black skin to white skin. There is a difference for that. Is All that, around is, that, is, is terrible. Now, is no, that your no, tip of the day? You no, saving that for later? No, on no, that's some real. <laughs> Wash shit. your body with soap, kids. Soap dries <laughs> you out, regardless of who you are. That's but what I'm it's, saying. It's worse for us because we get absolutely. Ask. So it's the difference between black skin and white skin. Yeah. So ask. so stop telling people to use soap. Every Wash day. your ass, you filthy. Wash animals. your ass every day, but don't use soap all over your body every day. Wash your asses. Wash your toes. Wash your butt cheeks. Maybe, Wash your hoo hahs. Wash them. Maybe the trick is shower twice a week and then you know use baby wipes. Just fill it in. <laughs> like how we did that? Yeah. It was in, and that's what we doing. Washing our asses with driving the right lane. <laughs> what the fuck? Driving no. the right lane. Oh, Baby shit. wiping one hand. I got a question Let for me on you. The wheel. Are you a liquid soap guy, or are you a bar soap guy? So, face, I'm liquid. Body, I'm bar. 
No doubt. All right. I have a process. So my process is I will rinse my body. Mm -hmm. I will shampoo my hair first. Mm -hmm. Rinse the shampoo out of my hair. Mm -hmm. So once my hair is completely, you know, clean, clean or at least soap free, then I wash my face. Then I rinse down my face, make sure my whole head mm-hmm. is completely clean and no soap residue. I like how you then I, then, then like, I, everything's clean. Well, no, because <laughs> you ever you ever like wash your face and then you go to wash your hair and then all the stuff from like the suds on just, your face just drips down on your clean face. It's mm-hmm. counterproductive. So yeah. I have a system. Yeah. I'm washing my hair first, okay. rinsing that, making sure that's clean. <laughs> then I wash my face. It's so detailed, you know, with liquid soap, little face rut. Yeah. Make sure that's you need clean. That, need that as you get sure, older. And then, and then, you know, you work on the body. You know, you get the bar, you know, you scrub it down. And now when your body's clean. Oh, I got a question for you. See, I'm glad we're doing this icebreaker. And I got to ask Jamie this, too. I know exactly. Where, where am I about to go? No washcloth. You're, oh, you fucking savage. No washcloth. <laughs> what? That, that's counterproductive. You're washing your body with some wet. Yo, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle Show, when he played Leon, whatever, he said, don't be, yo, I'll plan on washing my ass and don't be using that thing on your raw butt cheeks. It's raw, it's nasty. It's my bar of soap. But, but what if you have a girlfriend? If your girlfriend, my wife what if doesn't, she doesn't have it? My what if wife, she doesn't have the soap and she has to use her bar of soap? The, she, she knows. She, she knows. knows. <laughs> Yeah, my wife. My a loofah person. All right, loofahs are actually pretty dope. She uses the loofah. She has her body gel right. that smells very nice. <laughs> I must say, it makes her smell very lovely. He loves you clearly because he's shout trying out, to clean this up so nice for you. Shout, right out, now. shout out to Jess. I love you, baby. You smell very lovely all the time. Butter her up. She, show, she showers every day. I can assure you of that. But. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, there's no confusion. She's not taking my bar of soap and wiping her, you know, washing her face with that. She better not accidentally do that. You know, that's. I mean, it's dangerous. That's. Oof, I, I don't even do that. By the way, driving around lane. This is a hygiene special now. It's been, yeah, it's clearly, <laughs> clearly sports and hygiene, folks. So I have a bar of soap for my face and a bar of soap for my body. Um, the liquid stuff works, but I'm bars. I prefer like getting that lather up, get a nice and thick, and you know what I'm yeah. saying. But I have a washcloth for my face and a washcloth for my body. Interesting. It's it's it, it was something again my grandma yeah. or my pop like they may would look and be like, yo, I don't want to see pubic hairs on a bar of soap. Like if I have to use that, I got to use a bar of soap, and it just stuck with me. Well, I will rinse the bar when I'm done with it because I don't like seeing my own pubic hairs on the bar. Either. Your Same. DNA and your insides are still on there, sir. There's things that can't be seen. <laughs> so true, but like, yeah, like yeah, I don't want to like go to my bar of soap and see my own pubic hairs on. It. I'm gonna like, rinse that off when I'm all done with it. Why don't you just use a washcloth? You wouldn't see it. Uh, I don't like leave. So I used to use a washcloth when I was younger. Right now, it's just like I don't like seeing the sight of a washcloth off to the side on like you know a hook somewhere, some wet washcloth. Like I don't know, it's just a bad oh, look. So my process with the washcloths, I actually have a space where I hang them up and they dry out in my room. So I ha- I don't keep my soap yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, you're, you're you're talking bachelor. Me and John are married. All right, we could you imagine, John? Imagine what your wife would do okay. if she walked into the bedroom. She just cleaned it. Everything's nice. And she saw your dirty, nasty ass oh hold, hold up, fucker. Hanging on the I dresser. Didn't, I didn't say it's hanging on the dresser. And I you have, said, nah, I babe, said I have hooks. That's my spot. I have hooks. For my washcloth. All right, fuck you, married gentleman, okay? Yeah, Shit. you just got to live your life. It's cool. Here, no. Cliff, Cliff, I'm going to. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm okay taking it out. I'm saying, no, I know. I'm all right with this. I'm going gonna, to, while you're in okay, single mode, I'm just going to tell you, bidet. All right, yo, I use one. It easy. made me feel very uncomfortable. Well, mm. I mean, after you get o- good. after you get over that, 
That eliminates your, your washcloth life pretty much altogether because that's how... Do you baby wipe after the bidet or you don't? there's no need? You don't need to do anything. No need? Like, really? Dry, hit the dryer afterwards, man. You're good. Now, yeah, I've heard a lot about I, I li- this. I'm a big fan now of contactless not touching my ass. So that's it's cool like, by yeah, me. That's, like, I've heard a lot of people say this. I've never mm-hmm. personally used a bidet, but I've heard Neither a lot of people I. say that once you do go bidet, you don't go bidet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm never going bidet. <laughs> after the pandemic and yeah. after the way ever, everybody treated toilet paper i was yeah. like nope i was like i'd rather have the water bill it is a lot Screw cheaper that. i mean you're never paying for toilet paper you're just you know and it's a lot cleaner i mean think about it i mean way cleaner you wouldn't just and like, by the way the french have been doing it for a while just point it out there this is true but to what? me if somebody's never used their day there is a violation you know feeling that you have when thinking about using a bidet <laughs> that's just my thing i've never used a bidet but i've always thought like i don't want to be violated by my toilet it's not violation it's just a certain you can't replicate the feeling for the first time. It's like, whoa. Yeah. But it's clean. And it's like, wait, okay, cool. And it wasn't mine. So I wasn't <laughs> going back to go use it again because I don't have one. Yeah. But I've used that. But I have washcloth, hang them up. I keep all my toiletries in my bedroom. So I have like a little dish to put my soap in. Everything's on my dresser next to like, I have an order of everything, but like, I don't keep that stuff in my bathroom because of fecal matter. So now here's another question. Not to you go can, no too, no no I'm, I'm fucking with this. That's not to go okay, <laughs> so with the day. Another thing that creeps me out, John. You can might attest this. So is it like normal toilet water that's splashing your ass, or is it like special cleaner bidet water? Because I do have a big problem with like it's a, a separate line. Of <laughs> toilet water. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. punch with fecal matter touching right, your right, ass. Right, right, right. Right. Recycled, recycled shit. I don't understand how that's cleaner. Recycled boo boo water. Do you think? Wait, do you think toilet water is bad? You can drink toilet water. It's okay. I'm I'm just saying, not like, not from the toilet (laughs) dummies. I'm saying like, what is going on here? Who are you guys? What? No, it's, it's, this is your guys' misunderstanding of anything. (laughs) The water that's in your toilet, it's actually very clean and very drinkable. So what the bidet does is split the line. So that freshness just keeps coming in to the bidet line. (laughs) And it's, you it's, could drink out of the bidet line if you yeah. wanted to. Is so what like, I'm saying. It's like a false disaster. In theory. Yeah. Right. In and like theory. if a natural yes. disaster happened and like a meteor hit and like you were stuck in your house and the only drinking water you had or mm-hmm. reservoir of water you had was Perfect, I'm drinking because that it's a sink. Yeah, I'm you're, drinking that water. <laughs> you and your puppy are drinking out the toilet. So. <laughs> hey man, what's up bro? How you doing? You good? All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make this work. Get the last of the bleach, clean that <laughs> out, and that's the last thing. We're good. No one cut open a line, just put it on the edge of the toilet, you're good to go. I'm learning a lot. I didn't know Cliff had a collection of like dry, nasty, fecal matter collecting washcloths. In his no, bedroom. you fucking you truck. No, yeah, I, I can't I, live yo, like that. I have like eight. So okay, all right, fuck this. I have eight to ten separate towels. Two, uh, five from my body, five from my face. I wash them every week, right? But that's in incredible. Different colors. Who does that? Me. Who okay. has I, time to to separate single, face a, and body? A single fuck named Cliff because it's like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of washcloths and and you how do you remember? remember? Peep this, but peep this. Your loads of clothes are are smaller than mine. I don't uh, wear a lot of clothes. Yeah. I don't. So when I oh. wash my clothes, it's like the ten of those socks, oh, bras, that, oh, definitely. and ball shorts. That's but, it. That's true. But I just mean like these ones are for my face and these ones are for my body. Yeah. I would never remember that. Yeah. Whispers. Um I am because I'm retarded. So I'm like, yo, I'm retarded, so there's different colors. So the brown ones, yo, not even funny. funny. <laughs> No, that, that, that makes sense. My brown ones are from my body. My face. Then that's my, color-coded. My teal ones are from my face. I'm so serious. I'm not, yo, I'm so serious. What if you get like soapier eyes and you get confused? I mean, it's going to be such a shitty situation in my eyes, I guess. Yo, I've had it before. That's You're the like, worst feeling, dude. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Was anybody ever had soap go inside their pee hole before? Oh, it's the worst Yo, fucking feeling yeah, in the world. I oh, fucking hate that. Can yeah. I be very honest with you? <laughs> What's up? Dude, that when you start first jerking off <laughs> and you just find any kind of, of soft look, you're like, oh, soap. Why so didn't great. I think yeah. of soap? Soap? No. Soap? <laughs> the worst. <laughs> It is, man, you nut. And then the next thing you know, you are on fire. And I was like, Fuego. So that was the last time I ever did it with soap was Uh, in seventh or eighth grade. That that 12 to 14 age range was perfect for discovering new shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh shit, jerkins. That's why we buy this. Yeah, oh, man, the first time you discover lotion, you're like, Like, oh, I'm an idiot. The fuck was I doing? I put lotion inside of a sock. And that's all I did when oh, I was doing man. that. Oh, man. I did. Yeah. I never thought of that. Lotion in the sock. But I can't the believe we're was, giving off jerk-off tips at 38, Hey, by man, the way. look. We grown. Hey, kids. Do y'all ghouls. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it's a lot easier on your parents. You know what I'm saying? They'll know what's going on. Yeah. My mom found the crunchy sock, and like it was a wrap. Because <laughs> I wasn't washing my clothes. And she's like... What are you doing with these socks? See? When you when you play or when you're when you're done playing, <laughs> do you take them off your feet or do you keep them on? I'm like, now, I you, just take them off. Now, and she's if you like, hit those take them socks off. behind one of your many washcloths. <laughs> <laughs> you should have hit it behind. <laughs> I would just throw them inside the hamper, dude. Yeah. And my mom be just like, what are, are you doing? The body rack. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just like, I just played with them. But see, Pete, it's mm-hmm. we're not even gonna go that deep. Jesus Christ, that's really deep. That's a really really deep mm-hmm. one. But yeah, lotion in the sock, bro. Kept me out of trouble a whole lot. I, I got a question for the married man based on this one too. I still use socks to this day, but I, I because it's the it's, like it's the most functional. Makes sense. I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> because my fear is like my wife's gonna like see something like that. Be like, oh no, she knows. Yeah. I make it known. I like don't yeah. pick that sock up. <laughs> I always There's wondered a certain about that. Pile. It's like, no, no, no. That's a special pile, baby. My my wife never really talks about me like jerking off. She's like, you know, she, I know she knows I do it, but she never really addresses it. It's like the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, no. we're not we're not like that. Yeah. We address it. We're yeah. just like, yeah, we know what's oh, going on. She's it's not fine. like I know you're jerking off again. <laughs> well, why Get don't you come inside the damn room, woman, so I can stop? Please, I miss you. What are you doing? <gasps> but yeah, oh, it's, shit. It's, yeah. But yeah, yeah something some, some about leaving evidence. I'm like, yeah, that's too much. That's why you have a sock. That's why it's the sock. It's because the when perfect the duty's done, yeah. that's it. It's it. Nah. Right into the laundry. I'm like, ah. Oh. Make sure it's a white sock, not a black sock. Yeah, if it's a black sock, problems. Whole nah. lot of problems. Now, nah, get a little TP, aim right, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dog, TP? All my ski, ski, ski. <laughs> I never. I was so afraid to use tissue because I just assumed it was well, just no, going to get stuck yeah, to my dick. Like, and I was yeah, like, nope. No, 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 no. no. You do it. You got to just you gotta aim it right. Ski, 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 right in there, and then, you know, a little wipe off the tip, and you're done. <laughs> you're good to oh, go. Lord have mercy. See, we should have had these combos in seventh grade. We would have been a lot further along. <laughs> I feel like seventh graders didn't talk about that sort of thing, because if we actually got together and talked about the sort of thing, we might be a smarter, you know, gender. You know what I mean? Men I think might so. Be, men might be, their social well, skills might be greater now if we actually got together and talked about this shit like women got together and talked about their bodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, because this is actually the first, and maybe it's because I'm 38 now and I just don't give a shit anymore. Right. It's the first time I'm just fuck. like, everybody <laughs> goes through this. Why the fuck yeah. aren't you just, it's, who cares? I have, we no, all I have nobody to impress. You know? <laughs> yeah. We all yeah, do. I definitely, yeah. I'm done impressing. But as a kid, you kept that shit to yourself. See? You thought you were the only one. Yeah. This, this icebreaker's you, fucking me up. Yeah, and if you weren't, because yeah. I want to ask more questions. Like, ask like, more questions. So hope. Eventually, no, we no, do have no, to no, talk no, sports. No. I'm gonna no. say like we got some topics, but it's just yeah. like wait. When y'all do this, 
No, that's too much. <laughs> I'm not going to do all that because I, I tend to call the line with a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot who that. we're dealing with here. This is Yo, Mr. What, you know. What? What? Uh, yeah. what? Yo, He's a lot so more. Better than a riddle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Way <laughs> better I had than a riddle. riddle. I had a riddle. Yeah. So we were either going to do this, no. a riddle or a scenario dealing with uh, relationships. Man, I love when y'all do this because yeah. the icebreaker could be five minutes or 25 minutes. And that's what this we're doing great. now. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll drink my coffee now and stop with the jerk off tips. You're, and where are we going next, John? Uh, no doubt. Uh, we're yeah, going to check in. We're going to deal with mental health right now. So, uh, how you been? What's up with you, Bonnie? How you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm good. You know, like I said last week, we basically just got moved into our new place. We're all settled in now. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife's on the tip of I am going to recreate our house in her image. And what I mean by that is oh, I've shit. kind of given her a little free reign to just kind of like go nuts and decorate the place and, you know. How's that going, sir? So my thought process was like, <laughs> I don't care about any of this. I don't really care what kind of couch we have, what rug we have, or any of this. I'm like, you know what? You do you, baby. You know what? You know this is gonna make you happy. I want you to be happy. I'm gonna let you, you know, be mm-hmm. creative and decorate. Now it's like, okay. Now Cred- I'm getting drugged to Target. Yeah, credit card statements. Credit card statements up. are piling up, and it's like, all right. Damn, I dude. love you, but like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me, baby? But it's like we don't need a new TV stand right now. You know what I mean? Like, and TV stands can get expensive. TV stands get expensive. Our TV stands great. You know what I mean? So I'm a single guy. I would have went on fucking Craigslist or Facebook. The thing well, just found no, a I used. Will, one. I will say this to, to to her credit, she's really good at shopping online and finding deals. Like it's not like she's just buying the most expensive like bullshit. She's going on Overstock, comparing and contrasting, no and, like, getting okay. great deals. Like okay. She got a great, we got a new bed on Overstock, great deal. I think it was valued at like two grand everywhere mm-hmm. else. She got it for like $500, something like that. No Same doubt. thing with the couch. You know, she got like a, a rug, a couch, and a coffee table for like a G. Sort of frugalness, but it's still it's starting, it's starting to add up it's now. It's starting to add up a little bit, you know. Well, you got to understand, we also moved into a new place. You're, you're, you're spending first, last security deposit right then and there. That's a lot, brother. That's a lot of money. It's a lot and a lot of moving around. It's a lot of moving around. But Where'd you, know, you go shopping at? Oh, so we went down to KOP. We had up to Target. You know, Tarjay Boutique. Tarjay Boutique. You know, you'll you'll want TP. You'll want like you'll want TP milk. Well, dishwashing liquid. You'll come out with a globe. Her main goal is like I want to see. Her main goal is like I need to basically make the bathroom in my image. I'm going to get new bath mats, new shower curtains, all all kinds of you know dish soap caddies, stuff like that. So we went to Tarjay. Mm -hmm. She got some gardening stuff. We went to Lowe's earlier in the week. Uh, you know, got some garden stuff. She put out a whole bunch of new planners and stuff like that and make the outside look pretty. This is real life shit. This is stuff that you do with your wife when you're over 35. You know what I mean? I ain't, like, I ain't there just yet. You know, you're not, you're not necessarily, you know, going out to clubs and shit, you know. I don't club, but <laughs> I stay in the house, but I'm not looking to get new shit from a bathroom. It's like my bathroom's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I keep well, like, like I said, you do this one day and then you're done with it. That's 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 the beauty of it all. I thought it was every couple, six, seven months she's going to change no. the colors, this and the third, next thing you know, it's like, fuck, more nah, shit. That, that's, that's why you have Amazon. You know, that's what, that's why you go online and you get that shit delivered to your fucking house. And you keep it there no, one day. No, but with the, the actual <laughs> actual moving in, decorating part, I mean, I understand the fascination behind that. And, you know, it's been making her happy. You know, that's all I really care about. And like I said, I don't really give a shit what t- color the drapes are. As long as the blinds match the drapes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That might have went over some of y'all heads. <laughs> Just a little bit. Other than that, you know, I'm good to go. You I said guess. something right there that was pretty dope. You said as long as she's happy. Exactly. And that's that's dope. And that's another thing people don't understand is the little things. It's like a happy wife, happy life. You know what I mean? What about happy husband? 
happy life. If the wife's happy, trust me, you're going to be a lot happier. Is mm. it took it took me so long to realize that because I'm a pig-headed motherfucker. Everybody who knows me, I'm a strong pig-headed motherfucker. So I I am very confrontational. I'm very argumentative. It's about not sweating the small shit. It's about not starting a fight over dumb shit. It's about like basically letting shit go that you know is going to lead to a fight if it's not that important. This is being recorded, so I wish people could see my face oh, now. It is being recorded, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> is this you being happy, or is this a war of attrition that your wife just knows? Long game versus short game. I'm going to just like wear you out because I'm going to wear you out, and you'll just go with me. Nah, there's no way. No offense to your wife. I don't. I've, I've, I've never met nah. your wife, so it's not a pick. No, I'm just no, think no. Like and, a war and that's the thing you gotta say. Anybody who knows me knows like nobody's fucking wearing me out. You know what pause. I mean? Like, no doubt. Yeah, I, yeah. Pause. pause. <laughs> 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 like, like, let me free face. I say, I'm a very strong minded motherfucker. Mm. You know, like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. That being said, it's also about give and take. You know what I mean? Look like, at, look if, at if, 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 no, no, seriously, you have to learn these things. Like, if you want somebody to respect you enough to let you make certain decisions, you have to let them make certain decisions that, you know, maybe might not be the end all be all to you. Like, decorating the house or, you know, where you're going to dinner that night. So you can make the decision like, hey, we're going to this Eagles game this week or we're, you know, going to this party next week or blah, blah, blah. See what I'm saying? Like, I guess that's why I'm in my situation because I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. <laughs> but I've been single. I've been single for a long time. So it's not me having to account, equate or account for somebody else's emotions and feelings. That's just like foreign territory to me at this it's point. It's hard being single, man, especially in this day. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to be single, honestly, it in sucks. today's day and age. Like how do you date now? You don't date. Yeah, yeah that's what that's I not true at all. Man, that's all bullshit. What? I'm gonna stop you guys right there. What? That's uh, like today's way of dating is why I'm in the situation I am you and don't it's perfect. Date. What's that? You don't date. I didn't date. No, I did I did date until I found her. And and I I played down the Bumble, the Tinder, and mm-hmm. all that crap. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's just mm-hmm. it's man That's what I mean. Like I, I feel that we're in a in a spot where no one thinks they're worth a shit. That's the first and foremost. That is true. And everybody's self value is very low and right now. Everyone already checks out, and I hear that all the time. The moment you say you don't know what it's like to date, you don't know what mm-hmm. it's like to be single in this Yes, I absolutely do. Oh, I got you. And I, got you. I think it's more about here mm-hmm. than the like. I I let me ask you this: What's what that? do what do you in in a relationship? Mm-hmm. What do you feel is what do, what are you after normally? Oh, like so how, does, me, how does a typical relationship go for so, you? In your, so for me, first far? and foremost, it's like you have to understand your place and where you are, right? So for me, I'm dating with a purpose. So it's not like I'm looking to just be with you for two, three, four months. Right. Like once I can break through minutia and I can vet you properly. I have to see myself at this is something long term. So for me, if this is long game versus slow game, I'm going to try to not figure you out, but can, do you and I have commonalities? Do we get along? Do you like football? Do you like reading? The things that I like to do, do you do that? It's an right? interview process. And see, that's, that's, that, and that's the problem. That's the problem. It, that's what I'm saying. You're doing it wrong. You're vetting. No, I'm not. And instead of vetting, you're not getting to know that actual person. You're You're... You are trying to receive answers that but you want to hear, but, no, but it doesn't matter in the long run. I'm allowing yeah. myself open to that person too because they're vetting they're vetting me as well. 
So, but if if, if well, I that's what I'm woman. saying. Everyone needs to stop fucking vetting. That's what I mean. Yeah. Just have a conversation. You're gonna know if you like that person or not. And being like, do they hit this red flag? Is it this green light? Do they have fat hands? Does it? Is it well, this? No, nothing. I can't that, tolerate this. That, well, if they don't like, like football, then how much? Like, I didn't expect no. to be with the person that I'm with solely because of I just I thought I I needed all those things too. Mm-hmm. Where it was, well, I need a I need a woman who understands that my career at football and all mm-hmm. this other mm-hmm. crap. And I found somebody exactly like me, and I hated it. I hated it. Well, you want somebody I, opposite. You need the opposite yin and the... Track. Exactly. Yeah, so why track. would I vet somebody that, that is trying to be me? Well, you're not here. Well, see, look, you didn't on, hear what I said. Cliff. No, okay. I'm trying to... Let me... Let me, let me <laughs> no, go ahead. Like, go wait, ahead. Whoa, whoa, talk, talk, your shit, talk your shit. Talk your shit. Talk everybody's shit. taking the shit I'm saying. I'm like, oh, whoa. In order to meet anybody, right? You're supposed to vet just basic things, like baseline. In my opinion, you're supposed to do that baseline. I'm also still single, so what I'm saying is probably fucking fucked up. Whatever. Well, that's right? what it, no, it's not, no. I'm just disagreeing. For me, all. for me, I okay. have to find out on a baseline. Do we at least have these things? Now, I don't like to go to parties. I don't like to do that. But if me and you on the baseline agree on these things, and this is what makes you happy, and I and I can look at you and say, hey, I actually want to date you long term. I would compromise and say, okay, I'll do this with you. Just like I would expect you to compromise with me. It's not about all about me and what I want to do. It's about the opposites because that's how, how do I become a better person all around if I'm not doing things that, if I don't get out of my comfort zone, how am I going to be a better person? And for me, comfort zone, that's why I'm in my predicament because I like to stay in my comfort zone. However, if a, if a woman, if a woman that I meet can actually get me out of my comfort zone, that goes a long way because that means, yo, I'm comfortably in with you. I'm having a good time. I don't give a fuck okay. about these people. So, so that's where I'm he, at. Here, here's, here's my point. I understand what you're saying, but what you're not understanding is like when you get in a good relationship, mm-hmm. you both change together. So, for instance, my wife. I don't think you do change. <laughs> no, no, think about it. That's think about it. No, no, you do change. I don't. John, I don't. No, no, John. It's okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't. I'm a school for it. Okay. I don't. So, I, so let's let's go. Go. let me talk my shit. So, before my, I met my wife, mm-hmm. I was living with two guys, mm-hmm. two other guys, mm-hmm. you know, living that bachelor pad life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Had a place, you know, three bedroom place on Germantown Ave. Mm-hmm. I was working at McMenamin's, mm-hmm. working till 3 a.m., going to sleep at 7 a.m., waking up at 2 p.m. Now look at me. I'm a realtor. I'm mm-hmm. a business professional. Mm-hmm. Got my shit right. Mm-hmm. Got some money in the bank. You know, happily married. Look at my wife. Mm-hmm. Before I met my wife, she knew nothing about football. She hated sports. Okay. She didn't. She didn't know the difference between offense and defense. She thought the quarterback played on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now she knows, you know, what you know the second cornerback does on the Eagles. She knows, mm-hmm. like, you know, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey, everybody knows him, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, she knows nuances of things that she didn't know before. What I'm saying is, like, people change. For instance, like she was with me mm-hmm. for all those home games when we had Eagles season tickets, mm-hmm. you know, 2017. She mm-hmm. got to know like different players on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I thought I could never, you know, date a chick or marry a chick who didn't like sports. She grew to love sports because she was with me. And so, what I'm hearing from you is, you said that back in the day when you were working at McMenamin's when we met yeah. <clears throat> years ago, you were basically working long days, long days, long nights. Yeah. Right. But then, because you met your girlfriend, that just changed. No. What I said you, was, you changed. You, why did you change, or what made you want to seek something different than long days and long nights? Because was I was something inside of you, because yeah. you wanted to do better for her, or was it her changing you? It was both. It was one. I wanted to spend more time with her. Okay, but two is also her inspiring me to be a better person. You and made a choice. Obviously, I made a choice, but I made a choice because of her. You made a choice, or though. she showed me that I could make this choice. You're I, still the same person, core wise, as far as core. When I when I when I say people don't change. 
once you turn 25, you're going to be the person you are. People don't you change, can, but interest. You can, you, interest can adapt, you can adapt things. You can want to do better. You can want to educate yourself on other things to where, hey, I know not to speak from this standpoint, but you're still the same person. But how is adaption not change? If adapt. you're adapting, you're changing. Changing is like, hey, I, I, I like this beer. I like that beer. I don't like this, but I don't like that beer. And then a year later, you've done a complete 180. I've changed. I like this. I like that. Or from your core, your core values. I don't know what your cores are. I know from me, there's just some things I'm not changing. That's I not true I don't either. Care. No, that's not true I don't either. Care. That's and I've me. changed yeah. my core values yeah. because of the I person I'm with. And that's a choice, though, isn't it? That's a choice. You chose to do that. No, she influenced me yeah. to be a better person, essentially, in the shit that mm-hmm. I, I thought I was holding value to, just like yeah. you probably Possibly. hold value to, and it probably doesn't have any. Okay. So, in, a, in an example, and I won't, obviously, I'm going to keep our our conversations private private but of course when i there are things in past relationships mm-hmm. that i wouldn't have let go and realized it was detrimental to that relationship and not letting that thing go mm-hmm. you know it's it, a lot of the stuff that i thought was oh well if they're not meeting this this and this then that's yeah. a, no that's never what a relationship is because mm-hmm. barney changes and I change, mm-hmm. and we get older, and so does our partner, and so on and you so on. Certain concessions that that there are going to be times where conflict changes the way both of you think at the mm-hmm. same time. Because mm-hmm. instead of you just going through it yourself, mm-hmm. you're going through it with the with a, a very like minded person, which is mm-hmm. going to both shift you in a direction because of both of your influences. It's almost impossible for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. So, to Barney's, to Barney's, the environment, yes. and that's just a true fact from society. So for me, with so for me, I have a saying that someone told me a long time ago that you know you met the person or the woman, you know you know you met your partner when you're good without them, but you're great when you're with them. Yes, facts. And for me, big facts. That's 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 what that's what it is for me. If mm. I meet a woman and it's like, yo, when I'm away from her. Like I'm good. Like I'm not good, but like I'm a good man. I know that I need to be consistent. I'm doing these things. Mm-hmm. But when I'm with you, I'm knocking brick walls down. I'm jumping to the sun. I'm back flipping, doing jump kicks for Jesus. I'm doing a lot of shit when I'm with her. So I, I get what you mean. It's just yeah. that it's 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 uh, that. Hey man, and I'm listening. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like I'm when, before I'm I met listening. my wife, I was operating on a certain level. When mm-hmm. I, after I met her, I was operating on a whole different level. My expectations mm-hmm. of what I thought I was capable of raised exponentially. You see what I'm saying? Vocab like, word of the day, exponentially. Bitches. What I'm trying to say is, like, before I met her, I was content working until 3 a.m. at a bar, you know. Working hard, not smart. Working hard, you know. Man, a lot, out. lot of working hard, not smart over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, smart. having two roommates, get my bills paid, just having just enough money to get my bills paid, do whatever I want. I was content with that. Mm-hmm. Now, my expectations are so much more, and that is because we've grown together, and because of her, my mindset is different. I am not content with just... You know, being average. I want to do more, and she's inspiring me to do that, and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like we inspire each other. That's what a good yeah. relationship does. You inspire each other. Yeah, well, so I'll, I'll, I'll get there. And and here's Prayerfully. the other thing I'm going to tell you, Cliff. Like, Prayerfully. I know that a lot of the time, one of those deal breakers will come into your life, and you'll be like, "That's it. We got to move on." But I beg you, mm-hmm. the next time that happens, mm-hmm. instead of reacting, give it six hours. Well, and, and then ask I do oh, wait, I agree, wait and then ask why mm-hmm. instead of blowing up and that might that the to answer the why to that question mm-hmm. might take a while but what you realize is that other person's intentions 
And then that way you can make a better decision on what it really is about. If the intention was, yeah, I'm just done with you, then you have your answer. But if the intention was, there's this shit in my past that I never really worked out Mm -hmm. and it's always stopped me in every relationship, Mm -hmm. then it's at the point where you're going, okay, I understand that and I can accept that now. Mm -hmm. And here's why you don't need to do this thing or say this thing Mm -hmm. because that's not who I am, et cetera, et cetera. And by so, doing that, mm-hmm. that has opened up every single relationship I've ever had. Man, every so single one of them. Hear me with this then too, guys. So <clears throat> so your point with it, I had to learn this too, what you said. So what I do, and this is this is kind of funny. People think that like, well, I used to be a very overly emotional person in arguments. Like, I'll, but now I've learned that whenever someone says something to me that old Ralph, I'm snapping, I'm ripping off your head, I'm supposed to do the exact opposite of what my my skin tells me. If my skin says yell, if my skin says this, do the exact opposite. Now, I don't put a time frame on it. I, I know that when I've calmed down, because I haven't I haven't reacted emotionally, I can have a conversation. And what I've learned with just dealing with women, and, and excuse me, a certain type of woman, not all women, excuse me, because I generalize and I don't want to do that here, but when you react or you're dealing with a certain type of woman, women want to feel comfortable with the fact that they can be emotional with you and that you're rational, mm-hmm. no matter what. A woman will trust you once you're rational. If you react to your wife or your girlfriend with emotion, she's gonna be emotional, she'll pull back because she knows that I can't trust you with my emotion. And yeah. a certain type of woman, they wanna be protected. And protected goes, it, there's there's different levels and variables of it, but the number one thing a woman wants from a man is to know that I'm protected. I can be myself around you 100%, non-judgmental, and you're not going to look down on me for being emotional. So I've I've I've, yeah. I've gotten better, but like I'm not where I need to be. Clearly. Because I think you need to ask yourself mm-hmm. why as well in saying why am I getting mad at? This? Oh, because I still got baggage. Yes, yes, <laughs> but you can't stop there. You can't stop there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. You have got to find because that baggage is still general. Yeah, facts. So find uh, finding your own answer to why, and then finding their answer to why is why. We have a fantastic relationship. And don't get it twisted. I'm That's not it. completely complacent. We we fight about stupid shit oh, all yeah, the time. Same, 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 no, no, yeah, not yeah, fight, yeah. no, no. You're going to fight. Any relationship should help. Uh, all, I mean, relationship all the time. Fight, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to fight. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All day. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that. It's just that I'm, I guess I'm representing like the super single yeah. guy. And it's like, yo, newborn relationship for a couple of years. And I'm just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, God, this sounds like a lot. I just like doing this. But yeah. that's not. It's not evolution. You're not progressing in life. Mm-hmm. And life's all about progression and moving forward. And and the same cliche, man. The moment that you're you're on the hook for somebody else, it just changes you. Yeah, that's what you it have is. to. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And I know you. I know you would change instantly too. Yeah, I think it would. I would think you so. would I would think so. Yeah, I know you would. I, would. I know you. Would. You can hold yourself accountable. Yes, so. exactly. And that's and that's crazy. Accountability. That's where I am with the mental health piece. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like what's going on with my personal life, you know, family shit, stuff like that. You know, we're getting older. The talks of this stuff starting maybe shutting down again. Restaurants going back to fifty percent, which is going to like you know the overall world. I tend to I'm an empath, so I tend to take on a lot of emotion, a lot of people, and try to like rationalize it and break things down to my own detriment. Um, but just you know, I'm I'm on the cusp of doing something uh, professionally and getting into a better situation, and like it's eating me up on the inside, like anxiety, everything. Like you know, you you, you get the word mm. two or three weeks ago. And it's like, yo, two or three later, like, yo, does this process take this long? And it's like, I have no control over what's going on. So it's just like, you know, talk with people and just 
I don't want to say hope and pray for the best, but just like I know it's going to work out. This is the process, like you know, TTP. Trust the process because I'm on the verge and on the cusp of doing something that this process can't be taken from me. What I've gone through, the um, the emotions, the just the unknowingness, the vulnerability. I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm coming to grips with is that I've had to master being vulnerable and not being in control of stuff because I tend to be like that. I tend to be a person that's like, yo, I'm keeping this very short arm. It's it's my I've controlled everything. But now it's like, let it go. You figure things out. Your quality of life is better. I'm sleeping better. I'm doing a lot of things a lot better. Um, but I got a word film this week. Some things are gonna. It's hard having or letting people delegate your life or having people responsible for certain aspects of your yep. life that you can't control. Yep. So for instance, like if you're in a situation where you have to depend on other people to dictate certain aspects of your life or progress certain aspects of your life, yeah, that can be unnerving. And and that's that's the but to your to your point about accountability, mm. I put myself in this situation three years ago by making a decision. Even though I wasn't the one I was a part. I was a part of the problem because I made a choice to do something, and someone else did something to me that was a direct effect of that. So I have to be accountable for that. And it's just like if you wouldn't have made that decision two or three years ago, you wouldn't like to your point what you just said. You, I wouldn't be letting, or I wouldn't have outside influences dictating what's going on in my life. So I have to be accountable for that. Yeah, I just got to be accountable. That's all it is. It, it fucking sucks, but you know what? I'm a better person for it. Of course you are. I mean, we all learn from you know situations in our lives. They all. Every situation in our life shapes us to who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't, you know, work at McMenamins for 15 plus years or whatever, you know, living with multiple roommates, I might not be the person I am today. Okay. You know, if I just like, you know, went to college and like gotten a nine to five and like done that, I might be miserable right now. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, it. yeah, tell me about it. You know, my, my years in the service industry built me up in who I am today. You okay. know, it, it, I've made certain relationships because of it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Okay. So, that's that's so that's the mental health check where we are. Um, gonna speed this up because I know we're probably losing time or whatever with the topics, talky shit. We agreed on two topics. We got time for two. We got time. Oh, for Oh, you got time for anything, man? No yeah. doubt, we got time. This will be the two. extended edition Hell of Driving yeah. the Right Lane. First of all, I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate y'all listening. Yeah. I appreciate y'all talking and sharing things, guys, about oh, washing your ass share. and yeah. jerking off and <laughs> vetting and not vetting yeah. and Tinder swipes. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah. It's awesome. Always. Uh, Shit. Uh, you're going to figure it out. It's going to be fun. Just <laughs> let go. Let go. Man. Let it go. I didn't see that movie, but I know it's Frozen. Yeah. I've never seen Frozen. I've never, I, seen I, Fro- I've never seen Frozen, but I've also heard it a billion oh, times. I was about to say, I've never actually seen Frozen, but I, I, I know the jam. <laughs> I've seen a 25 different clips and snippets from like, you know, walking in and out of the house. But like, uh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not doing that. Ellis right. got bars for us. <laughs> <laughs> or Elsa, uh, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Ella, you, Elsa, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, to, to switch into some sports, actually, uh, I just this just crossed my timeline, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, uh, it's fr- coming from one Stephen A. Smith that is apparently has a little something something about Damian Lillard and Ooh. wanting to go to the New York Knicks because Are he you? believes mm-hmm. he can recruit guys like Tatum and Joel Embiid to come play with the Knicks and him. Your thoughts. Wow. The So as far as Dame Lillard, it was always the Knicks, the Sixers, and it was one of the team. The issue or the biggest thing for me with Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid would have turned down a sizable payday from the Sixers to go with the Knicks because I, I forgot either the Larry, the Larry Bird rule or the Supermax because he's played for us for so long, we can give him that super-duper mm-hmm. deal that the Knicks can't. However, it's the Mecca. 
You're playing in front of all New York. That's the world. Advertisement, sponsorship, stuff like that. I mean, look. They, I, well, in order to get the Super Max, you well, need to be traded now because you need to play at least one year on the team to right, receive a Super right. Max. But if it doesn't happen, there's, yeah. I think he has two more years left. Joel Embiid is not going anywhere. Let's just put that I, out there. I'm with you with that. All right. What, big facts. Joel Embiid, and his, ah. his, he, he just had, he just got married. He just had a kid. He just, he's building a house here. He's building. It's an hour and a half away, man. What I'm, <laughs> no. JJ, an hour JJ, Reddick, JJ Reddick lived in Brooklyn and caught the train here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so easy. You I'm can go live in New Jersey and Joel Embiid like this town. He's building roots here. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He, I, I really, I, I truly believe that. One, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, two, it just confirms these things. Damian Lillard really does want to play with Joel Embiid, and that's uh-huh. a good sign. That is true. Was, that's what I was going to say. Ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to a guard, a, a bucket wants to play with Joel Embiid. Yeah. Can and, you get Tatum here? That was my that was my next question for you guys. Could you, in that case, just give Dame what he wants and see if you can somehow get Tatum here? You'd have to all the world contractually. Tobias Harris would have to roll a bunch of picks. There's a lot of movement, a lot of variables yep. off the top of uh, me just thinking. I don't right think so happen. I would say whatever they flip Ben, and then you'd have to give them literally everything, everything you have, like and, everything. and then fill in the rest. And I'm fine with that. You give me Tatum and Bead and Dame Lillard. I don't care. Fill in the rest. You'd have to get rid of Tobias. You'd have to get rid of a bunch of bunch of players and draft picks. You'd have to acquire Dame. You get rid of Tobias. You get rid of Ben. Then you have the money to get Tatum. But Tatum won't have to come here. He'd have to come. And, well, he and, would if Dame's here. That's what I'm saying. I think if it it, it sounds like trade. the three of them should be together. I make that trade. And uh, yes, please. I make that. Trade. I would make if it. I just, here. I just don't see how it would actually happen because like, would these teams really accept what we want to give them for these players? Like, what would we give them the Celtics? Tobias Harris and a couple of first round picks. It's a players' league. They they're trying to blow it up anyway. Especially I feel, the Celtics. I, I feel yeah. like you could take. I could think you can take advantage of Brad right now. I, to be honest with they you, they just got uh, Tristan Thompson. They're they're basically off in every contract except for well, Jalen Brad Brown Stevens. Team. He's a first time GM, so I mean, yeah, that's it's what I mean. one of those we things can, where it's like, mess. yeah. If Dame wants to come to Philly and we can get somebody else to come, I'm I make don't that hate trade. it. I don't I, hate it. I make that trade. I will make the trade. I think the domino has to. You got to get Dame here, and then Tatum will ask his way out, and then yeah. it becomes a lot easier. <laughs> but whoever wins Dame wins Tatum, and that's 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 what it is now. Which also scares the living crap out of me because what. I think there's an arms race in the East now, and 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 Daryl's gotta gotta show me something here. Well, I heard there's be talk honest. about him going to Miami, Dame going to Miami. I heard about that. So that uh, to me, like him and Butler together, him Butler Bam, that's a nice little combo too. I'm not scared of that. If it was JoJo Dame and another piece, that's that's that's. Uh, that's the Sixers, though. That's the Sixers. I hope, hey, Daryl, uh-huh. get it done. It's the reason why he hasn't made the moves. He hasn't done anything yet. And I also heard the Lakers aren't done making moves either. With what? Carmelo and everybody else? I mean, good for them. Good for them. Buy your championship, Brian. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened with Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm glad they got Russ. I think that's a good deal for them, but they got to get some shooters. Think Brody and Bron can play together? I think so. It's not even about, yo, it's not even about Brody and Bron playing. It's about Bron. You go ahead and rest for the first half. Well, I'm just saying they're both so ball dominant, you know. Bro, like, Bron's not going to play. Yeah. That move wasn't about LeBron playing 82 games. It's about Bron. Hey, okay, you, you, your pinky hurts, your back hurts. Take your time off, Brody. We don't need triple double. We don't need 30 point triple double Brody. We need 15 to 20 point double double Brody. I'm just saying, fourth quarter, who's got the ball when they're both on the court? Bron, because Bron goes to point. When they when when they when they start, you put Bron a point. You have you put Brody at all. The problem the problem is Brody sucks off ball. Bron doesn't. No, he's a slasher. They're so, both slashers. I would rather yeah. have Bron at the point 
and I have I would let them create each other with pick and rolls, things like that. I think that that works better than Chris Paul with Braun. But that's me. Like I'm not a you know I'm not a Lakers fan. I ain't truly yeah. trying to talk about the fucking, fuck the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> I'm not a Lakers guy. But I agree. I, can't, I, can't I don't like Lakers. <laughs> they're doing they're doing what they're doing what LA does. They're going to buy they're going to buy their they're going to buy their they, roster. How on earth did the Lakers and mm-hmm. Wizards trade mm-hmm. their issues and everybody's like, oh, this well, is great. Well, it's, it's, you, it's, you they're see the it. same teams. Now. Yeah. You see you see what's going on. I think that it's the great move for the Wizards because sal- it was a salary dump. Yeah. 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 That's all the Wizards care about. It yeah. works yeah. out Wizards great. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. We're not. We got rid of Wall. Now we got rid of Westbrook. We're good to go. And if, that, and if that's a barometer of what it takes to get a superstar, LA didn't give up a lot. Everybody's saying, oh, Kuzma's this, Kuzma's that. I'm like, look, Kuzma got to be consistent. But if it was Kuzma, Montrez, KCP, and some picks in a pick swap for Brody's still a top 15, top 20 player. If that's all it took to get him, Daryl Morey might be able to finesse a player to get in and keep Ben and still off Ben for something else. Well, I will say this. Now the Wizards have to sign somebody. Like, the only reason why you unload Brody... For Bradley Bill. For Bradley Bill. It's like, okay, now we can bring in who you want. Like, who do you want? And if Bradley Bill's smart, you get me out of here. I'm not. I'm not staying with that. I don't say garbage, but that's not a. That well, roster's bad. They, their their so, logic is like, let's sign someone like Chris Paul for mm-hmm. like you know, cheap. Just see if he can still work. See if he can still work. Put him with Bradley Beal. I'm Bradley Beal. Get and, me out of here. And see if you can pick up one more guy to go with them. Get me out of here. You think I, everybody's just waiting to go, see if they can get Dame, and then you'll hear uh, more about Beal and that stuff. It's, it's up? Dame, Dame is definitely the first. Chip. Yeah, it's Dame, Dame or Beal. Once the Dame chip drops, I think everything else goes yep. after that. That's what I was going to say. You know Dame mean? or Beal. One of them goes, and that's where it's like, okay, now we're going to pick it up. So I think in that scenario, then. Mm-hmm. That the Knicks would act quickly if Dame ends up coming here, and vice versa if it's the Sixers. I think he's like that's the immediate next arm that you need. So it's either going to be Beal or Dame, and is a major shakeup after Simmons is here. And that also that also can attest to why things are being leaked about the Sixers and what they're asking for for Ben Simmons because these stories just ain't popping up. It's it, all these stories are coming out. We want two superstars and ten picks. Yeah. We know we're not getting this shit, but leak that because that's the asking price for this kid. So if that's what this is, I can get this. Cool. I feel like all these leaked Sixers trades aren't helping us. They're hurting us, though. I think they are. You so think they're to, helping to, us? I think. I think. You so think they're putting us. in people's ear that this is something that you got to come up with to even entertain us? And there'll be one team that comes out of nowhere and says, "Hey, don't leak this, but we'll offer you him. Him. You want four picks? I'll give you two. And Daryl might say, "Hey, I'll take the two if you throw this guy in. Here's this. Deal's done." There's always going to be that one team. The fact that the Golden State Warriors didn't take that deal kind of scares me. It was a bad deal. It was a bad deal for the Warriors, and they still didn't take it. I think it was a bad deal for us. I didn't want. I don't want. I don't want James Wiseman. I didn't want. But that's a good GM. A good GM is going to feel the calls. He's going to call other GMs and just throw scenarios out. And if a guy says yeah, or hey, let me call you back in an hour, and they call back, I can counter. I just think that Daryl. I think Daryl Moore is just making the phone calls to appease and just to show, like, hey, if we're going to make this move, I'm making a move for something monumental or for a haul. So this is what it is. I'm okay with the leaks because at least it's not like, hey, this story came out. Daryl Morey called Indianapolis and said we want Malcolm Brogdon in two ones. If that story Malcolm came out, Brogdon, I'd be yeah. like, yo, Daryl Morey, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop, stop poking me with this Malcolm Brogdon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon in two first round picks. I, I, see, I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Teams would be like, that's all? Yo, I'll give listen, you change I, I, my I, Listen, I said my piece on Malcolm Brogdon, all right? We're just going to see what happens. <laughs> I'm not even saying at this point he's going to be better than Ben Simmons next year. I'm just saying Malcolm Brogdon's a good player. He put up stats last year. He's going to shock you next year. No doubt. I'm I, not saying he's going to be also. I'm saying he's going to be a good player. I think he's good on this team. But, you know, I, I get it. 
You, at this point in time, let's see what else we can get for Ben Simmons other than Malcolm Brogdon in a one. I got so a question. I'll entertain that. Uh, we'll switch it up from the NBA to the NFL. <laughs> Go to the topic we have. All right, yeah. Because I'm like, yo, wait, let's how are we track. on this? What are we doing? Let's, what? Let's stay on no. track. Wait, wait, one more thing. Well, I got to disrupt one more thing. Of course. Did you guys hear about Evander Kane when you're coming, coming in? Do you know who Evander Kane is? Uh, the, yeah, I heard about that. No. So, the, betting, so, the betting thing? Betting thing. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Who's that? Uh, Evander Kane, I got to remember who he plays for. Uh, San oh, Jose? He plays for the San Jose Sharks. Oh, is, yeah. this, is this the guy? Hold his, on. His ex-wife came out and the said that he's been betting on hockey games and throwing them mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So, like, Evander Kane came out with a statement this morning saying, like, Against my lawyers, I have definitely not, uh, you know, thrown games. I have, I had my, the, this sounds like very shoeless Joe Jackson. He's like, yeah. I had the best season of my career, like, last year. So, this is all crazy. But against man, the advice of my lawyers. That's a bad way to about, yeah, I was like, oh, boy. This sound, I was like, this sounds, uh, I just... I just go by the old rule. The more you talk, the more guilty you are. Yeah. Well, I so, read somewhere he had money problems a couple of years ago, too. Like, I don't know too much about the guy, but he has some, like, bankruptcy or money problems. I, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I read. All I know is I'm sure this happens all of the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. All of the time. <laughs> and we wonder why games go certain ways and we don't yeah. question it and... Which is why I'm like, yo, let Pete Rose in the hall, man. Come on, can, can we get over this? No, because he's a pedophile, so that's out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. With, there's a lot with Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, the otherwise, bit, yeah. But I don't know. What do you? What do you guys make of that? Do you believe this or not? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, I will say this: there's, there's going to be a paper trail if it's true. Yep. You can't not leave a paper trail. Not now. Yeah. Because everything's online. Because if he was numbers. cashing in on it, I mean, there's got to be, you know, sizable for him to be throwing games. So there's there's there's, there's a paper drill somewhere. So that's just, I want to see. But if it is, if it is just her saying that, oh, man. Get out of my house. That's it. Well, <laughs> well that's already happened. Stuff out. That's already happened. His, no. You said it was his <laughs> ex-wife? It's his ex-wife. <laughs> Yo, leave me alone. Yo, that, gag that, order. That could, be a, that could also be an alimony thing. Like, yo, this guy's got more funds than he's letting on. He has X, Y, and Z money somewhere. I'm trying to get a I piece of that. I want my money. Yeah. I want my Is money. This, uh, are we stepping into a Breaking Bad situation here? Like, Jesus. Hockey uh, player? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I'm going to read about that one because that's bad business, dude. Uh, Don't get, that's, that's, that's bad. That's, that's bad people. Yeah. That's bad people that owe that's how you a lot ass, of money. That's how you get your ass whooped by a team full of hockey players. Yeah, big and their, time, and, and, and their fan base, big time. Yeah, you, you, that's that's the one fan base you don't want to fuck with a hockey play hockey fan base. I, I'm gonna look more into that one. <clears throat> yeah, um, switching switching it up, going to the NFL. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had a quarterback, a, a so called star quarterback. Uh, we drafted, thank uh, you, yeah. Howie Roseman, uh, fleecing the Miami Dolphins and a couple other teams. Sorry, yeah. it was actually the Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. We were able to move from what pick twenty six. 23 to number two pick yeah. took this kid we were able to move Mr. Carson Wentz um, contrary to what people thought they thought it was a good deal there was a bad deal but Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for what a second round pick and a conditional fourth but the second round pick yeah. would turn into a first if he played 70% of the snaps Yes. as of yesterday or two days ago there was a report that came out that Carson Wentz in a uh, light practice, no shells, nothing like that. Felt a pop in his leg, pulled him out, and as of today, Carson Wentz is out indefinitely. Yes. So, I'd like to talk about a little of Carson Wentz and who he is and what's happened. If you're okay with that, Barney. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. So, you know, I went on record a couple weeks ago saying I have big expectations for Carson Wentz, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I had no idea that he would be getting hurt. Now, a lot of people are out there, but you know, <clears throat> kind of beating their chest a little bit about Carson Wentz. Like, yeah, I told you so. He's injury prone, this and that, and the third. I'm like, listen, slow your roll. We don't even know the extent of the injury right now. This man hasn't even been put on PUP. Mm-hmm. So all, they, all that we know is he's out indefinitely with some sort of leg injury mm-hmm. or foot injury, whatever they want to call it. That's it. Mm-hmm. It could be turf toe, something that every single player has gotten. It's, oh. it's not turf toe. But I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is. We, we, we talked off air. I'm not saying it is turf Me toe. Me and you were going to say Listen, the same thing. I'm not saying it is turf toe. It probably isn't. It's probably some sort of ankle, you know, issue, broken ankle, you know, mild ankle sprint, whatever, whatever the case is. He's out indefinitely. He's not been put on PUP. So that leads me to believe that he could either still start the season or rehab enough to actually play the seventy percent of snaps. Or you know, Cliff, you want to tell him what's going to happen? I was going to ask you, JB. <laughs> let me know if I'm off with my thinking with this. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. Carson Wentz, being the guy that he is, is not going to take the surgery. So he's going to start the first three or four weeks of the season, and then get so- hurt, and then be gone for eight weeks. And then maybe he comes back. By, by that time, Jacob, uh, Jacob Eason, who is uh, getting reps with the ones right now, mm-hmm. is not going to give his job back. Mm-hmm. And then the Colts are going to win the AFC South. Yeah. Then they're going to go have some playoff runs, and they might actually win a Super Bowl. And it's not going to be with Carson Wentz. And he is going to have a conniption fit and might... Start blaming explode people. right then and there, Agent Line One. So I know what's going to happen, and and he is going to regret this for the like. This is did he not just go through this yeah. a year ago, where yeah. he's pushing himself because he's got a got I'm to. the guy or I'm tough. I'm I eat corn so I can I can handle this. You're and saying I it's eat the back the, issue all over again. I'm saying. It's, it's he is. doesn't know when to stop. What yeah. do we talk about? Yeah, we we me and Barney had a conversation a day yeah. or two days ago about this, and Carson Wentz is who he is. He's his Ike own Reese, worst enemy when it comes to these injuries. Ike Reese has something called "Let the Bronco Buck," and by letting the Bronco Buck means is that Carson Wentz is going to play hero ball. Hero ball means if we're going to call this play, he's not going through progressions. I want the big play. I don't care what has to happen. I'm throwing the big play. That is not a smart football player. A smart football player will take the check down and not take the hit. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz took what you just said to your own point. I am I am my biggest enemy. I'm going to force the ball and force the ball and force myself to make these throws instead of procuring my body and making sure my body's intact. Mm-hmm. Right now, what's going on with him, his body is starting to defy him or to do, um, it's starting to, I forgot the word for him, sorry, betray him. His body's betraying him because he hasn't made, he wasn't a smart football player as a youngster. Yeah, you're leaving yourself exposed to take certain hits by your style of play. And that's what's catching up now. His body is betraying him because now it's soft tissue, off contact things. And I wasn't going to go that with you and JB and say they'll have success. What what I see with Carson Wentz is he's not going to take the surgery. He's going to say, hey, I'll rest all training camp. I might even chill this game one. Game two, I'm out here. Game four, game five, my ankle still doesn't, ah, my ankle doesn't, ah, it's not right. We got to sit you down, we want to take a look. Yo, you're you're, you're like T.O. T.O. could have played on his broke foot, but what did he do? Nah, I'm going to rest and get it right. You can play. He's going to play. He's going to hurt himself because that's the type of player he is. Then what happens? We're going to have to bench you for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, Carson Wentz is going to start to blame everybody. It's not my fault. It's their fault. They did this. They did that. And that's what I've noticed with Carson Wentz here. And you're not wrong. 
I'm, I'm, I don't, I, we're, we, none of us are wrong or yeah. right. We don't know. No, but what you're saying, the criticism of Carson Wentz there is like you're not wrong. He's one of those guys where it's all about accountability. And Carson Wentz does not hold himself accountable for anything. I'm not saying that he's perfect or I'm not saying he's completely wrong. But what I'm saying is like you have to hold a, yourself accountable for certain situations. Your style of play being one of them. Your style of play leaves yourself open to get hurt. The best ability in the, the best ability ability in the is, NFL is availability. Yep. And Carson Wentz, it's and I've never called him injury prone. I've say oft injured. Yeah. Or and, there's a durability issue with him. And like I said, we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. I've always said Carson's, one of the biggest things that messed up Carson was the fact that our medical staff misdiagnosed a bunch of injuries. And you're like, no, it wasn't our medical staff misdiagnosing injuries. Him. It was him. Play. It was his style of play. It was them basically telling him, you can play, but you shouldn't. And giving him the option I'm to make the decision. I'm going to go play. And it's like, no, there is no decision here. We don't so, care if you sign a waiver I will, and you want to go back. I'll, I'll agree with that. Carson is his own worst enemy. That being said, I don't completely blame him for it's, that decision. When I'm saying when I say that, it's the same thing like if you're given the option to play or not play, of course he's going to play. But it should never be his decision. You but, see what I'm saying? Like They, they should have never left that up to him. They should have been like, okay. I don't care if you're upset about not playing. You're not healthy enough to play. We're going to sit you down because it's for the betterment of our team. Well, what's the what is it? Either you're injured or you're hurt. Yeah, you're hurt. Can't play. If you're injured, you can play. And I think that that it's the old school mantra with football players, like you just said, they're their own worst enemies. And I think that with Carson Wentz being this type of player, he again, he's not a smart football player at this point. Did he you imagine been. talking to Omar Epps when you were saying that? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, a quote from the program. Yeah. Do your Google's one of the best football movies ever made. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's actually pretty ridiculous to look back. Have you watched it oh, recently? It's cheesy. Barney, yeah, have you so watched it believable. recently? Not recently. Oh, oh, man. I it's not even real. Since I was like fourteen, it's not 15, even real. Yeah, but some of some, but that, but that, that, that is that, that, that talk does come up. Are you hurt? Are you injured? Yeah. It does come up. It does. But yeah. the overall in the in the practice room, hey, Khalil Mack, what's your play? Kill him, kick him so hard <laughs> his father dies. This in the third, you, you know that doesn't happen anymore. But it's it's about Carson Wentz and just who he is. There's from 2015 to right now. There's always something about him that just doesn't. He doesn't hold up. He's not durable. It, I, I even even with even with me, and maybe you can help me with this, JB. As far as injury prone and oft injured, I have a hard time trying to comprehend what's the difference. Well, I think in Carson's situation, it's pretty unique because okay. I don't think he's actually injury prone. Right. I just think he's egotistical. I think he's he is more or less like I believe I'm a tough and I can I can mm-hmm. manage this. Mm-hmm. And if he wouldn't do that, he wouldn't be injury prone. He's yeah. getting in his own. Well, I think he has the body of Brett Favre or Ben Roethlisberger. And yeah, he, he don't. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say that his experience in the NFL too with this is. One of the worst medical staffs of all time, or Howie Roseman's discretion on saying it's the medical staff and it's not like any of their stuff on their side, which I think is what's happening. But but if you went to, I mean, when Carson got his ACL (laughs) torn, the doctors didn't touch his knee. That was some dude in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys remember that. that. Like so, um, it seems like he's kind of been to the beat of his own drum since he's been in the NFL, and that just. It doesn't fly. It's not working. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, but it but it's work. but it's not fully like I said. His but is problem. he? But so you're fully so I think me and you were saying the same thing. I think Barney too. He's not injury prone. Uh uh-uh. uh. He's it's, just not durable. He's not durable. He's warrior prone. Off, of, off yeah. of his off of his mentality. He yeah. He's not that, as um, durable as a person as he thinks he is. Right. Russell yeah. Wilson is durable. He's got the ability of Andrew Luck with the head of Jeff George. 
<laughs> like that's how I yeah. look at him. I just like, man, and what is wrong with you? And uh-huh. Jeff George did everything in front of people. Yes. Carson Wentz does it behind, behind closed it. doors in the quarterback room where he's, yo, I'm cutting into you, I'm cutting into you. Say something. Yeah. I'm a hundred million dollar man. And man, mm-hmm. let me let me ask both of you this because I don't think it's nothing that Lane Johnson's wearing rent his due hat and never yeah. did anything that with AO one or nothing. Yeah. And everyone's like super pumped about this Zero dude's hurts. leadership skills. And that's all you hear from Miles Sanders on all the way down. <clears throat> There's, there was Tell something me. we talked about this on the Philly. I shout out to Greg, the Philly I podcast about the, the, the Christian thing. And the I don't know if it's holier than now, but there was just something that what he was selling, the teammates weren't buying. And that is something. The rent is due head. I'm like, whoa, that's Jalen Hurts. That's Jalen Hurts. That's his, that's his thing. He never, I never saw him. He said the AO11. I never saw him hunting. And Lane Johnson hunts. Lane Johnson fishes. You don't see him out there with the Winch brothers and the cute labs doing stuff. He wasn't out there with him. Well, it also could be like, I don't know the Eagles situation. I don't never really interviewed anybody. But mm-hmm. the head coach, you know, everybody thinks they are so connected to the team. The head coach operates with his, you know, coach assistant staff. coaches coach and his staff. coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Very rarely does the head coach have communication with other players. Unless it's the quarterback, mm-hmm. star, wide receiver, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe Carson Wentz is the same situation. Maybe Carson Wentz is like, I have close personal relationships with my head coach, Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. my offensive line, and that's it. I'm not talking to the defensive coordinator. I'm not mm-hmm. talking to, you know, Fletcher Cox. I'm not talking to Malcolm J. Like, you notice all the beef about Carson Wentz is mostly from the defensive side. It wasn't really coming from the offensive side. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Other than Alshon or Nelson, allegedly. Yeah, but they're not here anymore. But they're not here anymore. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, like, that chatter only came when, you know, there was criticism about those guys. So that was more of a deflection of anything versus them just trying to throw Carson under the bus. That was like, oh, stop hating on me. It's this guy. Because they weren't talking shit on Carson when everybody loved them. You know what, guys? I'm gonna. I I, I was gonna not say this, but it doesn't uh-huh. matter anymore. Um, like I know who didn't like Carson Wentz. Lane Johnson didn't like Carson Wentz. Okay. Who I'm, I'm just gonna tell you that. Okay, a Golden Tate did not like Carson Wentz. I knew about that. I saw yeah. the names of people I shouldn't have seen, and I'm just gonna leave that there. Mm-hmm. And I will also tell you this: I was in the same room with a starter. Uh, and we had a conversation about the people that were talking behind Carson's back, and he didn't seem surprised by it at all. In fact, he goes, yeah, that makes sense. It would make sense that that guy would say that, and everyone agreed Lane was, that made the most sense. Like, it didn't seem like they had a... I don't think Lane Johnson and Carson Wentz had a good relationship, Mm -hmm. period, and now that he's got that hat on, I know that's true. Mm -hmm. I know that's true. So, 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 for everyone that was defending Carson Wentz and saying like oh Lane, look lane's standing up for him no he's not that was all show man it looks like it was all show professional i get paid well, to do it, a job it, yeah it, it's like when you're you know everybody hates the boss but really everybody really likes the assistant boss or the person who's <laughs> under the boss and like you know what this guy's the one everybody relates to and we want this guy to be in priority and we don't really have a good relationship with our boss but you know we trust this guy we listen to this guy and everything we want to say to the boss like we're gonna go through this guy that's how they, how they feel about nick Foles in the back of quarterback and jalen hurts i think and if you want to start like generalizing, which I'm about to do, Uh-oh. look at what the guy said since he's been in Indy. Didn't like the culture in Philadelphia. Mm. That says something to me. I don't know about you. Everybody else. And, mm. well, I don't mean, I just mean in a societal way. That's how I took it. Um, that's how uh, and secondly, secondly, saying the vaccine thing was a, was a, was a choice. And then you're just putting together no. like the stuff that probably disrupted that team. And you're yeah. going, well, Nick is a man of faith. Nick believes all these things. Yeah, he doesn't sound like doesn't Carson sound Wentz. Like 
Yeah. I think Carson Wentz is an asshole and nobody's yes. saying it. Nobody wants <laughs> to say that. Tim Tebow might be one of the most religious players in NFL history and every single player in the world gravitates towards that guy. So I don't really think his religion had anything to do with it. it that's what we're both saying. We're yeah. not it, no, that's religion. what I mean. That's like, what, yeah, that's it's, what I'm it's, saying. It's, it's, everyone's like, oh, you don't like Carson because it's this. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm no, saying, I'm yeah. saying he's a those guys in the locker room don't seem to like that stuff. Yeah. Dick. With a, a, a combination of other things. The, yeah, I agree with that. The, the conversation with Danelle Pumphrey was uh, we were doing, I was doing a job for him. Um, Max and I was doing a job for Rashard, the cornerback we let go uh, from Jersey. Rasul, Rasul, Rasul Lewis, Rasul Douglas. We're doing his job. He texts me, hey, we're running late. Danelle Pumphrey pulls up. I'm probably a little guy too. We start yeah, he's, talking. He's a little, little He's guy. very little. And we're having a conversation. I say, yo, what's up with Carson Wentz? And he looked me dead in the face on my guy test. And he was like, look, it, it's, it's, it's catch or miss. We call plays. He gets the play. He changes the play in the huddle. Guys start bitching and complaining about it. Yeah. And he basically tells everybody, shut the fuck up. Run the play. Wow. I'm yeah. dead serious. And Doug Peterson would chew him out like, what are you doing? I called this play. There's a reason why the screen game was never used in and our offense. Carson would bark back to Doug, this is what I saw. Yeah, he and killed at the line of scrimmage. Like, kill, kill, kill. No yeah. one else knows yeah. what we were talking about until that piece was saying, I can, cannot pronounce his name, Santa, Santa Liguido. San, uh, Santa Liguido. Yeah, he talked about when he would cut into Mike Grohl, he would cut into everybody in this small ass room that I know what I'm doing. You've only had this job for two years. F you. I'm not even going to talk to you. Nick, stay the fuck away from me. Well, that's and you know what? While we're sitting here saying that, Joe, the entire world owes that man an apology. They shit and on they, him. And they ran him out of town. That's yeah. a man who did lose his job telling, the, telling the fact. The truth. He yeah. got blackballed. And guess what? Everybody stepped away from him. I did. I had to. Because the Eagles, the Eagles kicked him out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. they didn't want that stuff getting out there. And, and, and they knew out. all the problems. This is why when I was adamant about when they drafted Jalen Hurts and then went on my diatribe of like, this is actually a good thing. They knew too. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one thing, but whatever happened after that playoff game, everyone was pissed. I I think I just solved the riddle right now. You guys remember the whispers about the concussion and people in the front office being mad that he had a concussion, right? Like that was the line. Couldn't you imagine in a line of telephone of that message getting mixed up, putting together plays that he's changing mm-hmm. and the plays that he's changing Bless. caused him to get the injury. And maybe that is probably why they're more mad. And that was I the bowling this. point. I said that last week on That's, a Philly iPod man. where I said they said, well, no, he didn't do that. I said, yo, he changed the play. He chose to run out of the pocket. If it's a busted play, you just, yo, I'm not doing this. Kill the so, ball. so that's an Kill interesting the theory that I actually never even really the thought about. So what you're saying is, okay, to take I'll everybody back, in. to take everybody back, we're talking about the NFC Championship, the year that Carson Wentz got concussed, or is it just the wild card first round, round. Yeah, first, yeah, first round. round. Yeah. You're saying because Carson Wentz has the play came in, the play came in, and he likes to kill plays. The play went ABC. You're saying it could have been a screenplay. <gasps> oh my Carson god, I just realized something. D-F. Oh my god, I just realized something. Okay. All right, this is going to get really nerdy, really, not, really nerdy. Not, I'm, we're nerds. Okay. You know that the history of Doug Peterson and the Seattle Seahawks have always been incredibly weird, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe I could. Okay. So Carson Wentz historically has struggled against cover three teams, and that's all Seattle runs. Mm -hmm. And if Doug is going like, run my shit against cover three, Mm. and he goes, I'm just going to do my own thing, 
That's, he, the, the that's way immediately that, what I thought when he said it. I was like, because yeah. Wentz kills plays a lot of yes. scrimmage. He's like, oh, and third put, down, I'm killing this. And this is the third matchup that they've had against Seattle mm-hmm. since they've played. And, yep. and, and they're probably going, dude, stop doing this because you don't see it right. And there was at one point... They progressed in 17 yeah. where they lost. They lost on a Monday night game, right? To Seattle. We made to the miraculous Seattle. throw where the yes. guy had his legs and he throws the ball to Aguilar. That was, that that was, was, the, that was the one where they had like three row games in a row. Yes. And, and that like, was the second. Like 10 days. That was yeah. the second time we that they had Seattle. played the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. And he did improve from that. Yep. But every other time, that oh, probably goes it? right back to the. I'm going to call my own stuff, and they're going, enough no. of this crap. That, we can't even control this guy. DeFilippo and Frank Wright were the only ones in 2017, which is goes to that, there you point. go in in that room you Carson have to do this say, now. i'm doing this so say, no to that point this. to that point if that was the case and carson did kill the play the line of scrimmage and that is why i got hurt how does doug peterson react to that the way he's he caught in the middle maybe that's why there was confusion when saying oh doug peterson's coming back and then when jeffrey Lurie had that one-on-one with doug peterson all of a sudden doug peterson i was no because because with that i bet you Dollars to donuts. No he was go- just like he defended everybody else. Yeah. He was, and as a quarterback himself, well, he is not going to throw Carson right. under the bus. He had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I said. He had to do that. Yep. But privately, what, what, you're like, saying, what you're saying is, is that at the end of that, when the conversation came down to the end of the year meeting, when I told you they're firing Doug, I told you yeah. weeks before. Well, I don't think Doug yeah, was fired. Said that. I don't think Doug was fired. I think it was a, actually a legit mutual way. I think it was like one of those. Absolutely things, not. Doug was out. <laughs> Doug was out. What, what happened was what saying, Doug went in there yeah. and tried to pull the big dick. I got the ring. You're going. I need this, and they're like, "No, we won the ring." Well, no, it's one of those You're things expendable. where they told Doug like it's going to be X, Y, or, or B, and, and X, Y, or X, Y, or Z. And mm-hmm. Doug's like, "No, I want it this way." And like, okay, well, this is your option. You can either be with it or without it. And Doug's like, "No, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to. I'm not going to coach." I don't. I don't. I don't think that like, was. I, don't, it. I think he it was. was it was a firing, but I'm saying like they also gave him the option to stay under this. You know. I didn't get that. I just thought it Doug was. Doug just wanted more power. Like you said, Doug's like, kiss the rings. I, I'm not going to be shit on anymore. You're going to give me the power that I deserve. And they're like, no, you're going to do what we say. And he's like, no, I'm just firing me. We're going to play Carson. We're going to play We're going to play Doug. We're going to see which one, who can hold up. Yeah. And whoever can hold up, that's who's going to stay. If he can't hold up, he's going. If he can't hold up, he's going. And neither but, one of them did. <laughs> and, that, no. and that's where it goes back to Howie Roseman and my whole <laughs> rabbit hole of shit with that guy. But... I have to give Howie credit. It sucks. I don't wish injury on anybody. I've never done that. I never will say I hope this guy gets hurt. No. But with Carson Wentz, I just think what Keith Pompey said about Ben Simmons, I think at this point with Carson Wentz, he is who he is. And thank God it's not on the Eagles. And I hate to say that's why I fuck with Harry. I mean, everybody hates on Howie, but this is exactly what I've been trying to say about Howie before. Other than his drafting, Mm -hmm. he has the foresight to see how to build an NFL roster. He's consistent with it. I mean, he knows how to make trades to put his, you know, and get under the salary cap and move money around and make moves that'll put his team in a position to win. People hate him for it. GMs don't want to deal with him because, like, oh, how he's going to fleece me or how he's going to basically get, you know, the best deal possible for his team and fleece me in the process. Well, I, I am, um, gentlemen, we fleeced the Colts. I, I believe that Howie Roseman has been setting this up for two years. Yeah. And we you don't realize that. that. You said and, that. I didn't and that. because we're, this thing is starting to filter out, mm. I think Howie Roseman's done an incredible job to get himself out of a weird situation, but I'm still pissed at him for not having the foresight to do this immediately after the Super Bowl. Like, if there was an inkling that this was the Carson Wentz that you were going to get, yeah. 
Well, you see also, ya. Well, like, just just do it then. You also have to understand Howie Roseman's operating in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Could you imagine after winning the Super Bowl if he had made the necessary moves that you felt like he should have made? Which what was, the fan base in the city of Philadelphia would have do to him after how they already feel about him? He couldn't. He even admitted in a press conference, in hindsight, I should not have done that. But I was trying yeah, to roll it back. Absolutely. I was trying to double down and win another championship for this team the way the city wanted us to win the championship. And, and yes, and and it's I think it's okay to go for yeah. it. But I'm not I saying can, it's the I, right move. I'm I just can, saying like that he was straight up honest about that. You know, I, I don't know if everybody can, but I can say during that offseason, I uh, yelled that on the radio and everybody killed me. But if you would have traded Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, either one, yeah, you would have avoided a, a lot of issues and yeah. headaches. I, I can say this too. I was just on a smaller platform. Shout out to my man Tone, the Four 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 podcast, and a couple podcasts I did. I said immediately after he won the Super Bowl, you got to pick one of them. Yeah, get rid of one of them. I said the same thing. I actually. would have traded Carson. The reason why I trade Carson is because he's younger. I got to pay him, which kicks into this Joe Flacco role. The money we won. Plus, his value was sky high at that point in time. You could have got a haul for him. Yeah. A haul. You think they're getting a haul for Deshaun Watson? What you would have got for Carson Wentz, even with the injury, is massive. Or would have been massive at that point in time. And then I would, you know, but I I said that years ago. I also said I never would have gave Carson that contract. There's a lot of things, but I I didn't have a platform. In hindsight, I would have been, and I think how he knew that by giving him that contract, here are the two scenarios. It's either to work out or it's not. We're going to be in a situation where we're at now. You franchise him every other year. No, no. We're in a situation right now where you traded him for either a first or a second. Mm-hmm. You eat the dead money for a year. Mm-hmm. You rebuild and you put yourself in a better position to get out of that contract of the future with the draft picks. And there's that, no, there's no wrong. It's no wrong. Yeah. But as far as being financially, fiscally, fiscally responsible for the overhaul and the salary cap, Carson Wentz, you can't. You, yo, you never got us into the playoffs. Your gameplay got us in there midseason. Nick had to pick it up. We got still got to the playoffs. But if we're looking at statistics, you never played the 16 games that were meaningful. You didn't play 16 games to get us into the playoffs. So I can't pay you that. What I will pay you is I will give you a franchise, which means you'll make $25 million no, a no. year. But hear me. Hold on. I'll, yeah. I'll, let, you, I'll, let, yeah. you, I'll let you cook. Here's okay. my theory. I'm not giving you $140 million with a signing bonus and then $30, $40, 50000000 million after every year. I will literally take, because with the franchise, it's one year. Every year, I will pay you 25 or what the medium of the top five quarterbacks are mm-hmm. for that one year. That's not as sizable as a long-term contract. And what I'm doing, I'm beefing my all-around team up. So if this guy's available, I can trade him and that number's low, do it. Because now, my I have, I have a, a great wide receiver. I have a great running back. My offensive line is the shit. I have the best linebacker in football. I do that for two years with Carson. Kind of what the Redskins did with Kirk Cousins. I'll play the franchise game, which will make my overall team better. If we win two Super Bowls, Here's the check. But, if we don't win, bye. But that, to your point, that's kind of what I'm saying with Kirk Cousins and the Redskins versus the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The, our, the, our team was better, though. Our team was better. No, but you're, you're missing my point. If the, if the Redskins had paid Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been in a situation where Kirk Cousins they were in. That's what the Vikings are in. The Vikings but, just lucked up with a, with a, with a sud work receiver. Before that, their salary cap hell because they overpaid Kirk Cousins. You manage them every year by signing to a number you know. I can afford this number. What I'm trying to say is they gave Kirk Cousins guaranteed money. They didn't overpay him. They gave him... Who, the Redskins? No, the Vikings. Oh, the Vikings. His contract is crazy. That was the standard contract that he deserved at that point in time. You got to understand, like, that that was the number. JB, can you... Are, are you Googling his contract or can you Google his it contract? It was guaranteed no? money. It was good money. But Cousins, it was guaranteed. his first contract? It's with the Vikings. The, the, the Vikings. $66 million guaranteed. 
I remember that from so the like, top of my head. But it was like, we're right around there. Hold yeah, on. but it was like four. It was like four, like four point, years. At that it was point, all, it's a cheap contract. The, the thing at is, it was all guaranteed money. But what I'm saying is, it was relatively cheap, and they were banking on the fact that he was going to be their star for a couple years. What I'm saying with Carson Wentz is, listen, mm-hmm. on, in the span of four years, it is a relatively cheap contract, and they knew, mm-hmm. okay. I could either franchise Carson Wentz for one or two years, mm-hmm. like the Dallas Cowboys did, and be in cap hell for those two years, and realize that you have to sign him for more money after That's those two years. That's not cap hell. What I'm saying is, how much money did they have to pay Dak Prescott? Three uh, seasons, fifty-nine million dollars. Sorry, that was the first one. That's not twenty-four. Three no. seasons, six. That's, six, six, that's twenty a year. Nineteen million. Yeah, nineteen that's, twenty that's million. That's nothing. Now, look, oh, my bad. My was. bad. My bad. Total cash, including year, was ninety-four million for those three years. It's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> what? I forgot the sign. I missed. I missed the salary was fifty nine, but the signing bonus was thirty three million. But the signing bonus making, doesn't go over against the cap, does it? No, it doesn't matter. It it's doesn't, what he made. Still And yes, it does. It's for just that one spread year. out. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can spread okay. out for that one year. All right. But with the Carson, if Carson takes the one year twenty five, that's it. The next year, that twenty five is all. You got twenty five in the bank. What he was banking on was like, let me start in Carson now. I'm going to save over the life of the contract because mm-hmm. listen. If you had if you had basically done that, mm-hmm. you'd be giving him either a let him walk in free agency for nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. You get a compensatory, compensatory pick, okay, or you sign him now, which they, which they did on the cheap, relatively cheap back then, because and then now you could trade him, eat the money on a rebuilding year, and have the draft pick. Your theory is biased to keeping and retaining Carson Wentz. Yes, my theory it's, is biased it's, in it's, the sense of so. He, for instance, the Sixers did the same thing with Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Their logic was like, let me retain this person's services, no, so therefore no, I could no, trade no. them the, later. The versus Tobias like, Harris part was we had to pay somebody. But what I'm saying is that was, it's the that's, same, a, that's a different okay. that's a different argument. What I'm saying is it's the same logic. Let me retain this person's services, mm-hmm. get them under contract, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about franchising for the next two years. Again, and then having them. You know, deal with a contract. You want to retain Carson? I, I all day for because, me. No, because in this in he, this situation, I'm still get, injured. But I, you're missing my point. I'm not. Your worst. Like I said, this was the worst case scenario for Carson Wentz. We resigned him and had mm-hmm. to trade him after a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, we still recouped a, at least a second round pick and are only eating the cap money for one year in a rebuilding year. Right. That's the worst case scenario, which isn't that bad of a scenario. That's worse. What I'm saying is, best case scenario is mm-hmm. you have Carson Wentz on the contract for relatively cheap for the next four or five years. And that was what their logic was. That was the gamble they were making. And I make that gamble every single time. Yeah, I, I would have too. I don't. You, you have to. I, I don't you have, have to make to. the gamble. I don't make you that gamble. You have to. No. Unless you're, no. Here's, the only, here's no. the only other way you can counteract it because everyone else has tried. Mm-hmm. One, get a rookie that's phenomenal. What's well, what to say? You Two, or, I never got that. Ah, yeah, but I never got that. <laughs> <point. laughs> Yeah. You could end up being the Jets for a long time, and yeah. and I'll even you say this: you're going to be the Dolphins for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson ain't going to be. Or yeah. someone's actually got to listen to me, draft two quarterbacks, and have them compete every single year like an NHL goalie. I'm and one is that. the starter, and one, one is the backup. backup. In but knowing that you have to be both starter caliber, mm-hmm. kind of like with the risk one's going to be better than the other. RG three, yeah, it, it's kept that's yeah. how you, it, it's going to have to go and, that and way. Carson doesn't like competition, so that no one does. No one likes competition. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like competition. Competition. Tom Brady doesn't like competition. They shouldn't have no one quarterback. Doesn't matter, fell. Yes, does. They, they've grandfathered. That's right. gone. Starting right now, mm-hmm. every quarterback that go. comes through, okay. get used to a two okay. quarterback system. I mean, they're doing it in San Francisco mm-hmm. right now with Jimmy Graham and, and Trey. And I don't think that. I believe Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I don't think Screw either himself. one of them are going to go. I, I don't. Great. They're both going to be there for seventeen games. He sees it too. <laughs> Yo, I I guarantee it. What did he just go through? 
What did he just go through? A post-Super Bowl hangover uh-huh. where his quarterback was dog shit and you uh-huh. can't turn to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So now if he can do that mm-hmm. or still go win 14 games and then have this kid come in on matchup issues mm-hmm. and look what they're going to do. They found a run like... I think what you got? I think everyone's going to copy the Eagles. I don't think it's I don't think it's the other way around, and I don't believe the Eagles are done. I really don't. You think everybody's saying like, oh, maybe there's there's something to having two competent quarterbacks, and which is the Eagles. Everyone Eagles is philosophy for the last twenty years. Everyone's moving in that direction quickly. Yeah. And ever and since the there's AJ only Philly days where they're like, oh, maybe this there's something to this. Yes, the Packers did it too. Because well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to brother Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to sell Brett this Falcon to you. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not helping. Well, that was more of an heir apparent type of thing. It was. It was. I can still ball. This kid's good. I'm not showing this kid. And shit. not for nothing. That worked out with Brett, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Didn't work out with Bryce, Bryce Love and Aaron yeah. Rodgers yeah. very well. Or, well, it's, but it's but it's di- mm. it's different too. Yeah. I think it's and he he even explained that this week. Mm. But I'll I'll pitch you this one. I more love time. you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like look you. at the history hey, of the NFL of what's what's happened in every single draft year. The adage was draft a quarterback okay. no matter what every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. But typically fifth, sixth, seventh UDFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend so much time and resources putting in teaching that person, they ultimately just become a head coach, you know, <laughs> right? And and you can't develop quarterbacks that way. If you start shooting shots in the second and third round now, which you have to, mm-hmm. maybe you get Russell Wilson, but maybe you get Tavares Jackson too. Jesus. But Tavares Jackson could be a, a competent backup. Right, that's what I'm saying yeah. in, in the traditional sense. And then maybe you become QB3 instead of QB2 because that's how it really has to go now. And... I think the teams that start doing that uh, at like second and third round quarterbacks repetitiously over and over fourth round and you stay there like this guy is going to be the true number two backup goalie. That's how you have to start doing things because skilled players are shit now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You can have the best skilled players in the world on both sides. If you don't have the quarterback, it doesn't matter. QB ones. QB ones very important. Well, it's also one of those things where it's like Taysom Hill. They kept Taysom Hill on the roster for so long. Why? Because, you know, Sean Payton was like, listen, Taysom Hill has a skill set that I can use Drew Brees to Taysom Hill. It's like Drew Brees is really good. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Taysom Hill could do a lot of things Drew Brees can't do. And if I could find a way to use both of them effectively, oh, my God. But how's that going to play this year with J-Mo and him? I'm like, I don't. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Jamo and Taysom. Jamo's not playing six, seventeen games. No, but I think you're going to see a lot of situations within the field at the same time. So listen, that's going to be that's going to be fun to watch. Taysom Hill lining up a tight end. James, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not, I'm, I am. I'm just laughing. Don't like, don't hilarious. be surprised to see all of a sudden little little reversals and all of a sudden Taysom Hill has the ball in his hands. You can't do that. Why not? Because if, why not? So you're telling me you're telling me you're going to put two quarterbacks out there. Why not? And I can so hear me, hear me <laughs> with this. You said that Taysom Hill reverse, which means revert the ball's going to Taysom Hill, and Winston Winston is on the field to block. Yeah, you're telling me as a defensive coordinator, a position coach, this is this is something that it's a it's one of those un, unwritten laws you don't do. I will blow. I will blow Jameis Winston's knees out. I will tell my cornerback the same way you go against a guard. When a guard pulls, what do you do? when you see when you see safeties and uh, cornerbacks coming to line of scrimmage and that big man comes in? What do they do? They cut their legs out. Yeah, I will tell my cornerback knock you, his legs you, out. You can't we'll do take that the anymore. That's a, that's what I'll the take the fifteen yards. I'll take the five thousand. I'm gonna throw you out of the game. I'm gonna throw you out of the game now. My job's done. 
Yeah, but do you see my, you, my job's you done. Who was the D corner, coordinator let's... from the Saints actually? Who got Greg Williams? Greg Williams. Yeah, Greg Williams. You can't be Greg Williams. You're just like yeah. But when, it's a one written law. I'm not. I'm not saying it's the cool thing to do. But if you're telling me that. I can get a chance to just get a, I can get a clean shot on a quarterback. Maybe don't blow his knees out, but put your helmet right here on him. Put then that would have happened to Drew Brees already because that's essentially what the play they run with Taysom nah, Hill for the last. If like, you watch Drew Brees in those plays, Drew Brees never made a football move. He very rarely you saw yeah. him trying or running towards. He would give the play away. By the way, there's the rain. By the way, it's pouring. It was pouring right now. Yeah, no doubt. But no, no. You also got to say Drew Brees is also five foot ten. You know, two hundred pounds. Jameis Winston's like six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. He's a quarterback. I'm not saying he's weak. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. He's, I'm not saying he's a chump. But what I'm saying is, is that if we notice this off the personnel, I can tell what you're going to run. If a, a, a decent defensive coordinator. I know this is the, this this is this is the lineup. This is the tendency. Mm-hmm. You take your helmet, put it in his hip, put it somewhere else. You yo, knock him over. We'll take the 15 yards and get him out the game. Maybe not blow his knees out, but he's out of the game. So now Taysom Hill has to be the quarterback. So now you're one-dimensional. Yeah. Taysom Hill, you're going to throw the ball 20, 30 times? I'll take that chance every night of the game. See, this is how I envision them using Tim Tebow, too, if he makes the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. Have you seen him? Yeah, he's not making that. Yo, he's huge. <laughs> he is huge. Uh, no, I'm not saying this to be funnier. No. Like, to marvel at Tim Tebow, whatever he was doing working out, I'm like, yo, he's... yeah. What do you yo show your workout champ cuz yeah. you look like a tight end. He ain't making he you know what he is going to make the roster. You think so? He's going to make the roster. I don't think he's going to make the roster only because I think they have a lot of depth at tight end, but like I said earlier, I think he has a legit chance to make the roster. I mean, you guys were laughing at me months ago. I did. But I'm like, listen, there's a reason. I don't think it's like his friendship with Urban Meyer is the reason why he made the team. Hey, hey Urban. Uh remember that night and uh, what's McCall at that bar? Listen, I, I it my get cell phone just got unlocked. Listen, I need I need that roster spot. Like sir. you like you said, the NFL is not the type of sport where you get in because of who you know. No, it's not. You're there not. because of what you can do. It's not. So and T, I don't like admitting it, but to your point, he has a certain skill set. Would you ra- Would you rather have a guy that people won't buy into, or a guy that hey, he might not be able to translate to the field, mm-hmm. but I know inside the locker room when it's time for the talk, halftime talk, what we're doing, what assignments are. You might keep him because he understands the position and this and the third. I'm just saying it's not. Jesus. If I was building a team, Tim P- Tebow wouldn't be the worst ear than Trevor Lawrence's, you know, worst person in having Trevor Lawrence's ear. That's all I'm saying. Like, if, right. if you want inspiration for Trevor Lawrence, it's Tim fucking Tebow. Isn't isn't Trevor Lawrence like a, uh, he's a Christian too, isn't he? Probably. I don't know. I mean, it's so <laughs> weird, but like, I feel like I'm, most people I'm like, are he's like point. a legit, yeah. like, yo, like. Dude, that team is going to be so bad, no one has any idea. Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna be I, great. I think I don't really any expectations if, on them for whatsoever. There's one person that's gonna screw up Trevor Lawrence. It's definitely gonna be Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Like, how on earth do you take such a prized possession and put it in the hands of that jerk? That was the one <laughs> franchise I didn't want him to go to. Wow. I was like, if I was him, I would I would have pulled Eli Manning. Like you can draft yeah, I me. Too. I'm not playing. See you. I will not play here. Why? I'm just not playing. It's the Jaguars. The, I don't know what's wrong with them, dude, but like they're just not. That one year, what was the year? The AFC Championship, they choked against the Patriots? Yep. They had that one year, they choked. They were up 20 something points. Their defense was choked. phenomenal that yep. year. Choked. All they had to do was have a decent quarterback. Blake Portals. <laughs> yeah. Who's now yeah. QB3 somewhere, right? Isn't he? No, he got released. San Fran? He got released. Oh, he did? So he's wow. QB nowhere. He's QB nowhere. So I mean. It's just such a weird franchise that you would hold on to dear life for Blake. Yeah, like portals. Anyway, Uh, take us home, fellas. Oh shit! So hey, (laughs) episode seventeen is done. 
this yo first of all i'm enjoying this shit having a counterpart a competent counterpart in life and sports overall just having good conversation and, and like really listening to things um <laughs> consistency is key keys open doors my tip of the day is Toyotarans like common sense the people that need it don't use it don't be one of them fucking people <laughs> you got party yeah my tip of the day up up down down left right left right baba <laughs> select start 50 men code for infinite lives motherfucker do your googles <laughs> second tip of the day wash your ass with yeah. soap with soap <laughs> And, and, a, and a washcloth And make sure if you use a washcloth You got the right right rag Cause you know Don't mix those Johns up Heathens Don't mix up the brown ones With the blue ones <laughs> Thank or you very much I'm, I'm Pusha Steen A.K.A. Uptown Realtor Tapping out I'm Cliff Sykes Uptown Supervillain A.K.A. Your cousin Cliff Tuck And shit I'm tapping out I'm John Barchard Co-owner Let's have it I'm tapping out <laughs> Peace Peace